This week on Foamcast Radio, Dartzone and Busby both put out new flywheelers. The Elite 2.0 version of the Searchfire is revealed. I've got tons of Requisition Recon and Battlespace intel for you. And Andrew from Atch Attachments is in the war room to tell us about his furious new blaster. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I've got a quick sit rep for you. The infection is finished. No, I'm not talking about the current global pandemic. I'm talking about my latest blaster build, which by the way, was named before the pandemic started. I actually started this project a year ago. It's a modulus strife with a 3S lipo feeding out of darts krakens via 18 gauge silicone hobby wire spinning containment crew cyclone flywheels in an open flywheel project Aurora cage. It features a custom printed Elder Gods kit from Duke of Foam and custom Blaster Wraps magazine wraps on 15 dart magazines. I've also given it a clear worker replacement muzzle and clear worker barrel material and tipped it with a green flash hider from worker and optional orange suppressor attachment if I'm going to use it in public. I've also mounted a green LED flashlight on the top rail and the flashlight shines green light as well. There's also a voltage alarm contained within the grip, a green LED voltmeter hidden under the jam door, and finally an embedded miniature auto reset circuit breaker to reduce the chance of the motors burning up if they get jammed. The blaster, all the accessories, and eight magazines are contained within a foam-lined carrying case, and the result is really cool. I've got photos up on my Instagram, at Foamcast Radio, if you want to take a look. And if you like the stock, which is part of that printed Elder Gods kit from Duke of Foam, I'll just go ahead and let you know now that it is something you have to order and pay for, which is what I did. It's not available on Thingiverse. Also, I know in the photos it's hard to tell, but actually all of this stuff is contained in a single carrying case. It's just on two different layers, so I took out the top layer of stuff so that you could see what was underneath. It's not two different cases. Alright, no new Foam Patrol officers this week, but I do need to thank my existing Foam Patrol officers, Chris Davis, Armored Nerf, and Nick Peterson. You can join the Foam Patrol and get your own shout-out in the episode by going to patreon.com slash foamcastradio. Alright, I've got a bunch of stratcom for you this time, so let's get into it. First up, we now have our first photos of the Nerf Elite 2.0 Shockwave. And just like I predicted before, it is essentially a surge fire. But noticeably different from the surge fire, the shockwave has a stock and a muzzle attachment point, and instead of just one top rail, it has two top rails and a third one underneath the cylinder. So in keeping with the other Elite 2.0 blasters, Hasbro is adding a bunch of new attachment points. It also has been priced at 25 US dollars. Next up we have the Dart Zone Adventure Force Spectrum. It's a magazine-fed semi-automatic flywheel-powered blaster, and it includes a 10-round magazine. But the blaster does appear to be compatible with Nerf magazines as well. It has a detachable scope, stock, and foregrip, and the scope and foregrip both attach to rails, and the collapsing stock attaches to a unique stock attachment point. This fits right in with my predictions that Dart Zone is working on their own accessory ecosystem, similar to the N-Strike accessories. It features a very large magazine release, similar to the Dart Zone Pro Mark 1, 
and it does have a rev trigger. We don't know the price yet, but it is supposed to be released exclusively at Walmart in August of this year. Next up, we have the Busby Adventure Force Rebel Mech. Just like the Spectrum, this is a mag-fed, semi-auto, flywheel-powered blaster. Now, previously, when this blaster was originally leaked, I speculated that it might be a fully automatic blaster, but it is, in fact, semi-auto. It includes a 30-round drum magazine, and it is compatible with Nerf blasters. Instead of a rev trigger, this blaster does feature a rev switch. So you turn it on, fire, and then turn it off. It takes four AA batteries, and it will be priced at 25 US dollars. Some folks have already gotten their hands on the Rebel Mech, and are reporting performance of 90 feet per second stock. We don't know the official release date, but it has started to pop up on Walmart shelves. Before I go any further, I want to clear up some confusion around the Adventure Force brand. You might have noticed that the Dart Zone Spectrum and the Busby Rebel Mech are also both Adventure Force blasters. This is because those companies, Primetime Toys and Busby Toys, both sell blasters directly to Walmart, who then brands them as Adventure Force blasters, and they become Walmart exclusives. There are actually a few other companies that do this as well. For example, Zuru Toys, who makes the X-Shot blasters. But Walmart just brands them all as Adventure Force. One way you can tell which manufacturer made which Adventure Force blasters is by looking at the included darts. If they look like X-Shot darts, then that blaster was made by Zuru. If they look like Busby darts, it was made by Busby. And if they look like Dart Zone darts, then they were made by Primetime Toys. This is also why the Adventure Force waffle darts are actually the same as the Dart Zone Sure Shot darts that you'll find at Target. Alrighty, finally we've got an update on the Nerf Elite 2.0 Volt. Previously, I reported that based on the photo that I had seen of it, it included two dart storage slots underneath the barrel. Well, I stand corrected, it actually includes an underbarrel light, just like a fire strike, and it's got dart storage for two darts in the grip. It also features two tactical rails, one on top and one under the barrel. Foamcast Radio is supported by Wrecked Blasters. Play Wrecked and shoot faster and farther with CO2-powered dart blasters. Choose the Op 6, a powerful single-shot pistol, or wield the magazine-fed pump-action Op 4, powered by dual CO2 cartridges and compatible with the leading brand's magazines. Be sure to use coupon code FOAMCAST at playwrecked.com for 15% off your purchase. That's P-L-A-Y-R-E-K-T.com. Thanks to Wrecked Blasters for supporting Foamcast Radio. Alright everybody, time for your requisition recon. Over at Target, the Nerf Doomlands Negotiator, originally 20 US dollars, is on sale for 15. The Nerf Doomlands Impact Zone Long Arm, originally 20 US dollars, is also on sale for 15. The Nerf Doomlands Vegabond, originally 25 US dollars, is on sale for just 20 at Target. And the Nerf Doomlands 2169 Lawbringer, originally 33 US dollars, is discounted to 25. Target also has the Nerf Zombie Strike Revoltinator, originally 50, marked down to 40 US dollars. And over at Amazon, you can get the Nerf Rebel Mission Central App Rail Mount, originally 15 US dollars, marked down to 5. Back at Target, the Nerf Fortnite SPL, originally 20 US dollars, is marked down to 16. And the Nerf Fortnite HCE, originally 15 US dollars, is marked down to 12. They also have the Nerf Fortnite TS, originally 40 US dollars, on sale for just 30. And the Nerf Mega Bulldog, originally 20 US dollars, is on sale for 12 over at Target. Target also has the Dart Zone Ballistics Ops 100 Round Power Strike Ammo Refill, originally 20 US dollars, on sale for just 15. 
And back over at Amazon, you can get the Boomco dart holder accessory for five US dollars. I've got some really exciting coupon codes for you this week. If you make a purchase from Blaster Wraps, use the coupon code FOAMCAST for 20% off. If you make a purchase from Flux Sunglasses, use the coupon code FLUXCAST10 for 10% off. If you make a purchase from SM Enterprises, use the coupon code FOAMCAST for 10% off. And if you make a purchase from Meeker Arms, use the coupon code FOAMCAST for 20% off through the end of July, which means this is the last episode that you'll hear this coupon code on. Make sure you join my Facebook fan group, FOAMCAST Radio Fans, where I post giveaways from all the different blaster manufacturers and mod companies. Alright, with that, it's time to get into your Battlespace Intel. This week, unfortunately, I only have one event to share with you. On Saturday, July 25th, the Minot Nerf Club is having their war number one in Minot, North Dakota. Big thanks to everyone who continues to submit their events each week. Make sure you follow at Foamcast Radio on Twitter for critical mission updates. And for more info and to make sure your event gets mentioned on the podcast, visit foamcastradio.com slash intel. Foamcast Radio is supported by Blaster Wraps. I love modding blasters and making them look unique can be so much fun. But painting takes a long time, a lot of sanding, and a clean and dust-free environment. Hydro dipping makes patterns possible, but takes a lot of skill and practice to get right. That's why I'm so excited about Blaster Wraps. These cool adhesive vinyl skins are custom created for popular blasters and available in hundreds of cool designs. From your favorite camo pattern to fun animal prints, even food patterns, and so much more. For a limited time, my listeners can get 20% off their order of any Blaster Wraps product by visiting foamcastradio.com wraps and using the coupon code FOAMCAST at checkout. Customizing your blasters has never been so easy. Get your Blaster Wraps today at foamcastradio.com wraps and be sure to use the coupon code FOAMCAST at checkout for your exclusive discount. Thanks to Blaster Wraps for supporting FOAMCAST Radio. All right, everybody, this week I'm really excited to be talking to Andrew Aitchison from Atch Attachments. Andrew, how you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. Glad to be here. Great. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you today about your latest blaster design, the Balls of Fury. But before we get into that, uh, I love learning more about my guests. So to start out, can you tell us how you actually got into the blaster hobby yourself? I think um, I got in from the mag strikes, those dot tag ones, when I was young, maybe 10 or 11. And I think from that point, I was very hooked on the Nerf guns. They were really cool. But I didn't really do much designing of things, I guess, until I got to university. And then I finally had a bit of, bit of freedom, a bit of money to spend on spend on mods and things like that. Um, so that got exciting all of a sudden. I think I got like an orange mod works kit for recon or somewhat. But then pretty soon, because I think I'd have... I would had a 3D printer for a year uh, already. I got into trying to just print new things for myself. And so kind of spread on from there. And then um, even even in, I think, in the first year of uni, actually, one of my side courses from engineering was a entrepreneurial business module, something like that. And we had to think up of a, a, an imaginary business we might start. And so oh, I'll start hatch attachment. So I 3D print nurse stuff. You know, just that would be cool if I ever did that. You know, I won't do it. And then at the end of the year, I thought, oh, maybe I, maybe I should do this. And uh, it all kind of slowly grew from there. Very cool. And you've mentioned that uh, you've designed quite a few different things. Uh, what sort of projects have you made? So I, I guess it all started um, when I had a, a recon one Christmas. And I thought, I bet I can make that do slam fire. That'd be really cool. Because then I don't need a big old alpha trooper. I can have like a little midget thing that does slam fire. And so I kind of started with that and then made it work for the retaliator. But then, uh, I guess moving on from there, I made the, uh, the eight shot hammer shot cylinder 
that's kind of the, the first show that that was possible. And then what? there was an auto strife kit everywhere. But I was like, well, hey, I want an auto raven kit. So I made one of those. And then I kind of moved on to more looking at blasters and things. And so I've made a sort of a, a brushless wagon handle uh, pistol uh, called the Komodo pistol. And, uh, well, yeah, kind of moved more into some HPA blasters recently. But I still really like looking at anything, whether that's HPA, flywheels, or, or springers. Well, it definitely sounds like you've worked on a lot of different types of projects and sort of meddled in different areas. Uh, out of all of those, what would you say is your favorite that you've worked on? Mm, I guess... I guess well, it has to be. It has to be more recently. I've got excited about uh, HPA blasters, and um, I guess it, it was mostly because um, I started using them at a high high FPS events, and just seeing like the first time I brought up like a, a long strike, which I put an air tank in, and seeing a dart come out actually go straight a really long distance and then hit someone that I was actually aiming at. I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is something else. And so I think uh, at the moment I'm most excited about uh, this uh, HPA bullpup I've made called Axiom because that's uh uses a super core so it's uh, semi-automatic but you can also tune it all the way up to 300 uh, fps put a scar in there and and, uh, and be pretty accurate at the games well recently you released uh, a new blaster design and it's been turning some heads people are kind of interested in it and i wanted to talk to you about it so for people who maybe haven't heard of it or seen it uh what is the balls of fury exactly so I like to think of Balls of Fury as being a kind of a smashing together of a proton pack and uh, the Hurricane mod that Outer Darts first made. Um, and so I mostly saw a Hurricane and I thought, if I put the fan for that beneath your handle, then maybe I can make a, a whole Hurricane system, but in something that you just hold in your hand. And that would be like super tiny. You'd be able to run around that really easily. Um, and it would... Uh, instead of having hard tubes for the balls, you have a, a flexible hose, sort of like what proton packs use, um, between the fan, which is beneath your handle, um, all the way up to the flywheels on, on the top of the blaster. And so, yeah, it's kind of a, a smaller thing, lightweight, you can run around with and still just unload 15 balls a second of rival goodness. Yeah, it definitely is different from the other things that are out there because, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of different full auto rival blasters uh, that are available. But can you talk a little bit about what are some of the different things that make the Balls of Fury unique from other printed blasters that are available? Yes, having the um, having the tube um, essentially be your magazine means that, first of all, you're going beyond like, the normal 15 darts of a talent. So I've got it to go reliably um, up to 40, holding 40 balls. Uh, unfortunately, it can't do more than that because the fan's pushing balls up, whereas on a, a Hurricane design, the fan is up high and pushing balls down, so there's, there's less force. But 40 balls is still quite a lot to run around with. And um, I think it, because it's got a quickly disconnectable uh, tube, the flexible tube, um, I reckon you can swap that over pretty quickly for a quick reload. Um, but also uh, you can pop it open and uh, a little door um, for reloading individual balls at a time if you want to reload while you're on the field without, um, say, like with a talent-fed blaster, you'd have to take the magazine out and then you, you can't fire if you get kind of ambushed, I guess. Um, it's, it's a lot lighter um, than something like a Nemesis, which is really fun, but it's a big thing. I'd say maybe it's kind of even with a, with a Percy's, because um, Percy's, I think that's that's a 50, 50 ball capacity, and it's still like a large, larger blaster, but I think that's pretty easy to run around with as well. Well, I definitely have more questions for you about it. Before we get to those, though, I've got a quick message from one of my hand-selected sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Foamcast Radio is supported by Hobby King. 
When I need a new battery for my latest blaster build, my favorite place to go is Hobby King. I can put in the exact specs and dimensions I want, and Hobby King gives me a list of candidates at incredibly affordable prices. Every flywheel build I make has a battery in it from Hobby King because I can count on them to fit perfectly and have the discharge rating and capacity I need for maximum performance and reliability. You can get 100 reward points when you create your Hobby King account for free right now. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking. Once again, to get 100 reward points, go to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking and create your Hobby King account for free right now. Thanks to Hobby King for supporting Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, I am back with Andrew from Atch Attachments, and we're talking about his Balls of Fury blaster. Uh, Andrew, when you were designing this blaster, obviously it's different from other things that are out there, so you probably faced some different challenges. Can you talk about some of the different challenges you had to overcome when you were designing it? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the main premise of this thing was that it had to be small and compact, and so it was quite difficult thinking about how to fit everything very close together. So I may, I mainly I started the CAD pretty much with a, a LiPo battery at a bit of an angle for the handle and uh, a fan floating somewhere beneath it and two micro switches trying to figure out where I was going to put them. <laughs> um, and um, but I eventually figured out kind of a way I could make a dual stage trigger and have uh, these two large uh, Omron switches, which are required um, because they're 21 amp switches, have them laying flat just underneath the barrel. And so then I had that kind of sorted and you know, put all the, the motors and flywheels in where they had to go. And then from that point, I just needed to figure out how I was going to build a shell around this. But then also wires are actually really thick sometimes, especially if they're for, uh, for pow- powerful motors we have nowadays. And so trying to figure out uh, the wiring path for all that. Drawing the circuit diagram on paper is quite easy, but then having the wires fit around and underneath things um, was slightly difficult. So it's more of a, I'd say it's more of an advanced uh, soldering job. Or just something that you just got to take your time with and make sure you get everything just the right length. Um, but once you do, I think the final thing is worth it. But then um, the other thing was how to put the shell pieces together. Because again, having excess room uh, is required to have screws going through things. Um, and you need not maybe not so thin walls because the screws need to actually screw into something. And so I've actually designed this whole thing where the, the outer shell pieces all interlock using kind of dovetail features and, and trap each other. And so there's actually one single single screw which locks everything in place so once you put the final rail on um so that was a bit of a challenge but i think it's, it's quite fun quite fun how, how it ended up well it definitely sounds very cool uh if people are interested in getting one where can they actually find the balls of fury so i just recently started um my own uh, web store um attachments.co.uk and, and so up there i've put uh, the digital files the balls of fury uh, along with uh, a few of the other things that i've designed over the years that comes with the the stl files um then also um you didn't necessarily have to buy it uh, before you can also see a full build guide video where i go through everything in detail and a hardware list so you can see uh, you know what it's going to take to build the thing and uh, i've also included actually the step file of part where the flexible hose goes in because i wasn't sure if in different countries it might be hard to get the hose that i got and so if, if there's a different standard one i guess uh, in america i guess where you're from then someone could could modify that and share that around. Very cool. And of course, you mentioned that uh, you've got other projects that you're working on, things you're dabbling in. Can you tease us a little bit with some of your future projects that maybe you're you're currently working on? Yeah. 
Oh, well, there's lots of projects I have in mind. Uh, finding time is is the difficult one. I've got a small kind of CQB mag and handle HPA blaster um, that I'm designing. I've got kind of another evolution of Axiom that keeps it as a ballpark HPA blaster, but also adds in a very sleek flywheel blaster for like close engagements and things instead of having to pull a secondary. I can't say too much about this thing at the moment, but um, I've kind of stumbled across a new auto pusher design. Uh, it doesn't use the TT gearbox, um, and it's quite different geometry and i'll say just it allows you to do new things and make blasters in smaller shapes and so i'm making a, a few things that use that uh, which is quite exciting but i want to test all that and make sure it's properly reliable before i say any more on that i'm also looking at a high capacity half dart drum that's a bit of a challenge so that's going to be like a long one um but i think i might maybe do another do an r&d posts on that on my website to keep people updated well i definitely think that people are going to want to stay updated with you so uh if people want to follow along with Atch Attachments over on social media, where can they find that? Um, so mostly um, I'm on my Facebook page, uh, which again is just Atch Attachments uh, on Facebook. And that's where I post um, pictures and updates on stuff I'm building or the store. I also have a YouTube channel, Andrew Hitchison 100, where I have the video overviews of things. Um, that's not strictly just Nerf, but I mean, I think about 80% of my videos are Nerf nowadays. <laughs> um, and then just finally, yeah, the, the new web store that I've put up, Atch attachments.co.uk there's the store area but also i'm putting up an r&d blog um, where i'm gonna just kind of uh, less formally just write about stuff i'm designing or ideas i've got uh, maybe before they're, they're quite fully developed so there might be some interesting things to follow on there awesome well i definitely encourage people to check that out and follow you before i let you go i've got that one final question i ask all of my guests at the end of an interview and that of course is what is your favorite blaster Hmm. Okay, I guess, because I've been told I have to pick one that, that I haven't built, which is difficult. But I guess, yeah, thinking back to, you know, long ago when we used to be able to play Nerf games outside of people, I think I'd go for the Auto Raven that I built for myself. Because, yeah, put Auto Raven kit in that, uh, also added in a ammo counter, LED screen, and uh, would automatically change and reset the ammo count where you put the next magazine in. That's really fun, because just being able to be like in CQB games and just quickly rip around the corner and just unload full auto very fun yeah awesome andrew thank you so much for talking to me today oh brilliant thanks for having me on all right everybody if you want to hear the pre and post interview conversation i had with andrew patreon supporters have access right now to the uncut war room audio where we talk about the fact that this interview was our second take after my recording software crashed and we lost the entire interview before i sign off i've got an action item for you head over to the foamcast radio fans group and answer the question what's a feature you've never seen in a blaster that you'd like to see Thanks to Playwrecked, Blaster Raps, and Hobby King for sponsoring this episode. Please support the podcast by supporting my sponsors. You can find a complete listing of all my sponsors at foamcastradio.com sponsors. Thanks to Andrew Aitchison for being my guest this week. And of course, thanks to my supporters on Patreon. If you liked this episode, please consider becoming a supporter on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Rewards include shoutouts, suggesting questions for upcoming guests, automatic entry in every counterintelligence contest, and more. You can sign up and directly support future episodes of the podcast at patreon.com slash foamcastradio. You already heard me thank the officers at the top of the show, but I also need to thank junior officers Foam Focus and Slater and Recruit Beret. And finally, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the battlefield. 
Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com. We can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio. This is a Redeemed Recordings production. Copyright Redeemed Recordings 2020. Find more ritual content at redeemedrecordings.com.